Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. I'm Allison Langer, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. I'm Andrea Askowitz. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts art and heart. By art, we mean the craft of writing. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. This is PG, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Are we supposed to say poop instead? There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. This is the second part of our two-part college essay series. If you missed the last one, we talked about bragging. Today on our show, we're talking about perseverance, how to show what you learned from losing and winning, and how that informs your character. Allison has been working with high school students all over the country on their college admissions essays. High school senior Wesley Cusack wrote this Common App essay. Wesley wrote about his experience in track and cross country and the challenges he faced and what he learned by not quitting. When I joined the track team in high school, I never thought losing could teach me so much. I was not used to losing. In middle school, I ran cross country and I always finished first. But competition in high school was different. Track was different than cross country and I was definitely not finishing first. I never could have anticipated how humbling stepping onto the track for the first time would be. I wasn't mentally prepared. I prayed for rain, so scared to fail, but my prayers went unanswered. It's the day of the race, I step up to the line. I feel the familiar tingling in my stomach. I try to convince myself that I belong here, but I don't believe it. I look at the runners to my left and right. I'm the only first year. They're all more experienced, but I'm determined not to let that affect my race. The race official steps onto the track and I'm trembling. He slowly raises his hands and shouts, runners, take your marks, get set. Bang, the gun goes off. I sprint around the first turn of the 3200 meter race. I cruise through the first six laps, looking strong, feeling good. My mom yells, you can do this. As we start the seventh lap, the pack pushes the race. I tell myself, here we go, this is what I've trained for. But my legs are heavy and I'm struggling. I wonder how long I can hold them. I start to fall behind. The coach yells, get back in there. I know I should push, but what if I give everything and I still lose? I fall further behind and I ask myself, can I do this? I know I can, but I can't convince myself that I deserve to win. It's too late anyways. The top five runners are out of reach. I've disappointed my coaches, my parents, and myself. After that race, I started training harder than I had ever trained before. Brutal workouts after school, including ladders, mile repeats, and tempo runs. I woke up early on Saturday mornings for 7-10 to mile runs. I was on a mission to become a top distance runner. But come race day, I still had no faith in myself. I couldn't see myself winning. I knew the problem wasn't in my training. I trained. I just didn't believe I could win, and it did not come together for me that year. I wanted to give up on track, but despite my poor results, I knew I had to keep at it to prove to myself I could do better. I began focusing on my mentality going into races. The night before a big race, I would play the race out in my head, lap by lap. I would picture myself winning the race or running the time that I wanted to run. And this simple task gave me the edge I needed. 
By junior year, at the start of every race, I felt like I had a shot to win. My confidence had grown, and I was finishing in the top five at every race. Now in my senior year, running has become more than just business. When I'm loaded up with schoolwork, I go for a run to clear my mind. This past week, I was out on a run with one of the freshmen on the cross-country team, and he was complaining about his races so far this season. I realized that this was exactly what I had felt my first year running track. I reassured him not to worry, that it would all come together with time, experience, good training, and perseverance. I told him not to be too hard on himself and to run with confidence. As the words left my mouth, I realized these were the lessons I learned myself. I just really like this guy. Like, he is the example of a likable narrator, which really means vulnerable narrator. He wasn't afraid to say, like, what if I give everything and I still lose? And I loved that. Yeah. One thing I noticed right from the beginning is that he learned something from losing. He learned from persevering. You said something really interesting about this story the other day, Allison, about how young people don't experience, like they don't have the experience yet of like trying and failing and trying and failing, you know, like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, they don't have the hindsight, right? They can't look behind and say, oh, yeah, I got through that. I got over that. Or I'm so glad I did that. You know, I see my kids who are now starting middle school and they're new and they're at the, t- you know, my daughter's at the top of her game in fifth grade and she's super popular and the whole thing. Well, next year she goes to middle school and it, she's going to go all the way down the rung. She's going to have to start over. Yes. And my son, her brother, is going to go into eighth grade. So he's going to be at the top of the rung. Yes. And he's feeling good. He thinks he's the top, you know, like he thinks yeah. he's so cool. And then all I can think about is in ninth grade, he's going right back to the bottom. And then they go to the senior year. And they feel like they're right back at the top. Then they go to college. Then they get out of college. It's like a constant. And we know that now. We know that every new thing you do, your job, your, you know, your, a club you join, a writing group, anything, you walk in there that first day and it just feels bad. Well, Wesley, he learned that lesson through staying with cross country. Yeah. And that is what I loved about this story. Some yeah. people just quit and they if give up. If they're not good at something from the beginning, exactly. no mas. Yeah, not this guy. They well, how many quit. times have you given up Yeah, on I, something that you're not good at? Oh, my God. A zillion times. I have given up on a and lot what? of things. What? Well, I was a gymnast as a kid, and I really loved it, and I got scared, and I gave up. And I regretted it forever. Mm. Were you good? Yeah, I was. I wasn't going to the Olympics or anything, but I thought I was as a little kid, you know. I was the best in the gym. Yeah. What about you? Well, I've given up on a lot of things that I wasn't good at, like a a year of guitar, and then I realized I'm bad at guitar, and so I quit guitar. Do you wish you had stuck with it? Um, No, because I really, really am bad at music. But anything that I felt like I was good at, I stuck with. But how do you know you're good at it? Were you good right from the get-go? Like you were just winning right away? Were you just that kid? Yeah, you are. She's shaking her head. She's nodding. Yeah. Well, but when I wasn't, I did quit. Interesting, though. I want to bring this up because this is something that he sort of mentioned. You quit. Did you quit because you were that person? Everyone knew you as that person who was a winner. So if you were going to persist and not be a winner, were you just not going to do it at all? No, that wasn't me. Once I was known as the winner, like I tried my guts out until I won, especially even in running. Oh, my God. I wanted to say something about this essay. Okay, (laughs) I forgot about this. I wanted this essay to start the moment he's on the line 
standing at the line with a gun. And this essay reminded me of my own college essay, which I remembered. I was standing at the line in a cross-country race. That was my essay. I want to say that because I really think this essay is really well-crafted and it doesn't need to start right there. But if I were the editor, if I was at the admissions office, I would have wanted it like that because yeah. that's my own. It reminded me of my own essay, which is just how subjective Ugh, the this editor r- process is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every editor is going to have something else. Yeah. The whole reason I just want to talk about the top of the essay really, really, really quickly. The reason why it was there is because what I really wanted to say is bring up that point about trying things. He was a cross-country star in middle school. And when he got to high school... He was told by a coach, if you want to run in college, you need to do track. They don't look at cross-country people. So he had to do it if he wanted to run. So there was that. And he, whether or not he really, you know, was good at it, he was going to have to get better. Even though I didn't run track, I was just so excited to hear the whole um, mentality, what was going on in his head during the race. He wrote about running six laps. That's a mile and a half. Yeah. So every lap is a quarter mile. So he had run a mile and a half and he was feeling strong. And then the pack got ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, and it's so demoralizing when that happens. Yeah. And then his coach was like, get up there. And you but know they know late. exactly when to make their break. They, yeah. they, they've already timed all this out. Right. And so there's a moment where he did not do what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. and what he probably could do. And for whatever reason. Right. So he has to. We all learn by losing. We learn nothing by being great. As far as admissions, as far as a person, I want to hang out with this guy. I'd rather hang out with him than the person who won. (laughs) I would. So you mentioned in the last episode that what you do when you're coaching these kids is you give them a prompt. And um, whether or not it's the common app prompt, because every prompt works for the common applications. Yeah. So what was the prompt you gave Wesley? Well, he came and he really didn't know what to write about. And um, I just asked him to write about a recent disappointment. I said, just go, just write. Just write about a disappointment. And um, he wrote about losing in a track meet. When he read it out loud to me, I could see that he just didn't have any confidence at some points. And uh, I, of course, wanted to know why and what happened. And I wanted to get to the bottom of that. But these kids don't know why they're feeling things that they're feeling because they're just getting going. But their character, this guy's character burst out when I noticed that he was persevering through all the losses. And I was like, this kid is cool. I love the yeah, guy. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. So where did he go to college? Did he get in? What happened? Yeah, he got into his first choice, um, Sewanee. He's going to be running for them. <gasps> okay, if you or your high schooler needs help getting started with their college essay or needs help editing along the way, Allison can help. Go to our website, writingclassradio.com, and click Hire an Editor. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Wesley, for sharing your story. If you love this episode or any of our episodes, share them with a friend. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. We want to hear from you. Writing Class Radio is produced by Virginia Laura, Andrea Askowitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Justina Chandler. Additional music by Ari Herstand. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by The Launchpad at the University of Miami. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday, so look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours?
Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.